What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Orlando. Orlando! Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, the voice of magic fans. In the virtual studio today, we have Justin. Yo. Al. Hey, what's going on? Myself, Anthony, and a very special guest joining us, guard for the Orlando Magic, Michael Carter-Williams. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, Carter-Williams? What's going on? Welcome to the Ozone. Um, I, obviously, you're, you're quarantining just as much as we are. Um, what have you been up to? How have you been staying busy? Um... Well, I got a, we got weights and stuff in the garage, so I've been working out down there a lot. Um, I've been doing some boxing. Um, I was learning the guitar for a while, for a while back, and then I stopped, so I picked that up again. And uh, I just watched, been watching, you know, everything that, that's been coming out on Netflix, really. Getting uh, the, the Tiger Kings and uh, the Ozark has exactly. been the, the top <laughs> discussions and whatnot. I'm still trying to get yeah. these guys to watch uh, the Tiger King, and they haven't they haven't oh, jumped on the bandwagon. Man, you guys yet. gotta watch that. That's, that's no. must see TV right there. Yeah, I actually started. I thought I wasn't gonna like it. I was four episodes in, and it keeps getting crazier and crazier. So I changed my mind on Tiger Absolutely. King for sure. Yeah. In my side, I've been too busy watching MCW's TikToks. That's what's keeping me busy. <laughs> <laughs> they TikToks. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hey man, not for nothing. Your TikToks are super entertaining, and and they're on point, like legitimately on point. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm I'm saying that uh, MCW is gonna be a nominee for an Oscar before his his time is up in the league. <laughs> man, I hope so. That'd be great. Man, you got you got all the main actors too. So out of all the TikToks that you've done, because I I've saw your your Bad Boys, you did Training Day. Um, out of all those, which one would you say is like by far your most entertaining movie that you watch? Like you, you, there's nothing on Netflix on, and you're gonna rewatch a movie. What would that one movie be? That's tough. Um, I actually haven't done. I haven't. I, I love Denzel. I haven't done this movie yet, but probably Man on Fire. One of my favorites by him. So, and I, and I haven't seen it in a little bit, so I definitely go watch that again. Yeah, that was like one of the first movies that Mark Anthony got into with uh, Denzel. Yeah. That was a dope movie. I don't know about yeah, for you guys, true. but that Jerome skit, that was mine. That, that was oh, yeah. Mark, that was <laughs> really Marty funny. I like, oh, yeah, I love, I love watching Mark. Have you watched the new, uh, the new Bad Boys? Um, No, I haven't. actually oh, have you got I wanna, to. I got to watch it. Yeah, Bad Boys 3 was... It, it, it's funny, and we'll jump onto the next topic in a second. But Bad Boys Three, just because there's been so much of a difference in time between Bad Boys Two and Bad Boys Three, you can tell like it's not the same. But they they created their own thing with Bad Boys Three. Like it, it is still yeah, just so, as entertaining. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna. I'll probably tune into that today. To be honest, it's something about though, like when you watch a series of movies, and like it's funny to say, like the characters are like fit 
and skinny. And then, like, as they get older, they start to gain weight. And you, like, you watch, like, a like a bad boy. It's like, I don't know. Man, that's Martin, that's Martin Lawrence. That's all Martin yeah. Lawrence. Like, in Bad Boys 3, right. you see him that he's driving around in a minivan. He gained that he gained that stomach as well. His voice changes. His cheeks are, like, big His on both sides. All, yeah. Right. He has uh, yeah. The, the Dwayne Wade cheeks. Exactly. <laughs> all right, MCW. So, we're here to talk some basketball uh, for sure. So how would you, um, you know, how were you introduced to the game? Um, well, my all my fam- my whole family played actually. Like my dad played, my mom um, played, and she was a coach also when I was younger. She coached high school varsity for uh, ten years, and my stepfather he also coached um, high school uh, basketball too. He coached. He was a head coach for JV and an assistant for varsity in, at uh, Charlestown High School. Um, so. It was, uh, I was always around it. You know, I was growing up, you know, watching my stepfather play in college. Um, my mom, she was, she was fairly young when she had me. She was 20. So, um, she was still, you know, active playing sports. And, you know, I'd go watch her in women's leagues and all, all types of stuff. So that's how I was really introduced to the, to the game. And, um, all my brothers play, um, they play in college. My sister plays in college. So I'm, uh, I got a big, big basketball family. That's awesome. Now, I know one of the things that you did in high school, you played high school in Rhode Island. Uh, I actually yeah. grew up in Rhode Island as well. I went to high school in Rhode Island as well. How, how was that playing in Rhode Island? Do you miss anything about the state? Any, any good memories from back in those days? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I got a bunch of friends still in Rhode Island, so I talked to, you know, a lot. Um, you know, I, I love uh, going to visit there. Uh, it's a different place. It's hard to explain. You know, it's, you know, something about it's the smallest state. Like, you can, you know, get everywhere. But it's it's nice, too. Like, if you want to, you know, you know the area. If you go to Newport, uh, you know, all those all those good hot spots. And um, it's definitely, I'm glad I had that experience, you know, living in a different place when I was in high school. But I really appreciate it. So, growing up in Rhode Island, who would you say, um, in terms of, favorite basketball player who who is it that you primarily watch um well i i I only went to high school in Rhode Island, but like there's a bunch of players that you know you know rick brunson he grew up in salem you know he's close with my stepfather you know i watched him growing up you know scooby penn same thing um you know a bunch of other rashid alkaline you know there's a whole there's there's a lot of other guys that like are local uh, some made it like Rick and Spoonie, but you know a lot of guys that went to Charlestown High School. You know some of the guys played like Tony Chapman played at Iowa. Like there's there's players that you know not the average basketball fan probably would know, but you know that I looked up to when I was young. Now you also have um, your your MCW All Star AU team. Um, how how is that exactly? Because I I see that you don't just do um, the teams. You have camps. You have clinics. You help out with college recruiting. Um, how, how did that really come about and how passionate are you around, you know, how, helping the youth? Um, well, for, we ran a camp, even when I was younger, you know, we just ran a camp for the, the kids in our town. So it kind of, you know, when we did that and plus my mom was, you know, a girls coach, you know, she coached AAU for a while, you know, separate from, you know, me playing for BABC, um, you know, she had all the connections and she had all the, you know, she was known for, you know, working out girls a lot of a lot of that so when we put the AAU program together it was pretty easy for us to get you know girls to come on our team and uh, you know it kept growing and growing um, 
and so yeah, we we we, we got clinics, we do um, workouts, you know, we, we do a whole bunch of things. Uh, we got we got a special needs team. We work with special needs um, kids, and we I've been doing that since I was younger too. You know, every Saturday, um, you know, in the morning we go play you know sports with the special needs um, kids, and um, so we acclimated that into it. Um, so it, it's. It's it's really awesome. I, you know, I love it. You know, we see girls go to college, um, play where they want to go because it's hard. You know, a lot of parents who don't grow up in basketball oriented families, they don't know like anything about it takes to you know get get their girl to college if she's not you know this D one you know gonna get in herself. So helping out with that is is uh, is is cool. You know, my mom does a great job. Her and, and my, um, you know my best friend growing up, uh, Samantha, they do an awesome job. So it's more of a a, fa- a family involvement, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. And I think it's awesome, too, that um, I, I played a little AU basketball growing up in one night, and Orlando has always been, like, the, the main hot spot for AU tournaments with Wide World Sports. So I'm sure that, that allows everything to kind of run smoothly with you being here and whatnot. Exactly, yeah. That's awesome. And now MCW, one of the biggest things that I during my time researching you a little bit before the show was – and I found out you're a big prankster. You like to do pranks, and, and that's one of your biggest things. Uh, I know one that we researched and found online is the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. Uh, it's a good rookie prank that, that you did. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and how that came to be? Yeah. Um, you know, me and my couple of my, my buddies, we, uh, my teammates, we wanted to play a prank on the rookies, and we had the idea to come up with uh, – we actually went to Target. We got we got baby monitors and walkie talkies, and um, we went to the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee. And it's it's known to be haunted, so we're you know the whole time we're gassing it up, like, like hate staying here. Like every time I, we stay here, something creepy happens, like something weird, like the hotel's haunted. And the, you know the rookies are like, yeah, whatever. We're like, look it up, like see for yourself. <laughs> so they're on the internet, like going crazy, seeing different baseball stories of, you know, the different people. So they're already spooked before you even get there. And um, so we get the equipment. I tell one of the assistant coaches to uh, call them to their room to watch some film. So I get the key to their room. I undo their ventilation. And I tape the walkie-talkie to the, to the side of their ventilation. I close it back up. I set the baby monitor up like right next to the TV kind of. So it kind of looks like it like belongs there. You wouldn't notice if you're not like looking for it. So, <laughs> so we wait, you know, we wait till, you know, our teammates, our teammates is getting ready to go to sleep and stuff. And then I got my phone on one and in one hand, I got the walk talking in the other hand. So I'm playing like, <laughs> and I'll just stop it. And then <laughs> like some like little girl, creepy voice. And um, so I, one of my teammates, he was just like, he was up and then like, he was like, kind of like, did I just, am I like, he's in his head. Like, I just hear something. I'll stop and I'll wait like 10 minutes until he like gets back to normal, forgets about it. And then I'll do it again. And so, and then one of my teammates, he fell asleep, but I remember I still had his key card. So I just put it in the key card and I opened the door and I just slammed it. And I ran back to my room. <laughs> but he was up, so we kept messing with him. Oh, man, it was hilarious. It was, it was, it was hilarious. The next day, they woke up and they were like, "This hotel's haunted." My team, one of the, the teammate that I was playing the ring around the rosy, calls the front desk. He's like, "Is this place haunted?" Da, 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 da. Like he's calling his homies. Like, "No, you're not going to believe this." Like the next day, we wake up and he's telling us about it. We're like, "Yeah, okay." 
sure. And then uh, <laughs> and B, he was he didn't he doesn't stay at the hotel anymore. He stays somewhere else when he goes there. Which is that, hilarious. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm surprised he even stayed that night. Uh, for me, I don't. I'm cool with clowns. I can do the whole ghost thing. But yeah. I can't do. I can't do demonic kids and kids singing lullabies. No I can't way. do none of that. No way. And the crazy thing is, it was like I. It didn't. It didn't. We didn't tell them. Like so, they. It was about three or four of them, and we didn't tell them until I told the story um, to the Orlando Magic, and then they they tweeted it out, and they ended up seeing it. So they all hit me up like, "Oh man!" Oh wow! Yeah, like, well so that so that's how we came out. They, they didn't know anything about it. Mm-mm. They didn't know anything about it even like till 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 this year. Wow! And what what's crazy is they part they probably still won't stay at that hotel. Yeah, no, it definitely. It is creepy though. It is creepy. We probably shouldn't have been playing around in that hotel. But. Yeah, until until it's real. Uh, I visited New Orleans not too long ago, and we did um, some of the ghost tours out there. And yeah. the experience that you get out there, it's like, man, it's it's something that you don't really want to play around with because there's a huge, massive possibility that it is real. Right. And then yeah. there's also that fear that you take it home with you. So again, I, I can only imagine what the rookies felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, they were they were probably going crazy, but it was funny, man. We were crap, oh, man. We were dying laughing. There was like there was like seven of us. It ended up like more people just like we were texting more people like, "Yo, come come to the room, come to my room. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be dying laughing." And, and kudos to you for keeping that a secret because that that means that prank has been living for a minute. <laughs> it has for like a good seven years. <laughs> that's right, the, but uh, let, let, that's elite level elite level pranking. Yeah, it was it was good. I gotta I gotta come up with some more. We haven't had any rookies. That's the problem. My only rookie's hurt, and you know, so I'm not gonna. And he doesn't travel <laughs> with us or anything, so I'm not gonna bust his balls. But but next next year counts though. So if he does come back next yeah, year, yeah. Then you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that exactly. just mean that just means you gotta top it though. It gotta be something way worse than that. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta. It's. It, it, I'll think of something. I'll come up with something. <laughs> All right, but uh, let, let's talk about sports and and some magic basketball. Um, uh, Zach Lowe from ESPN, he recently came out with an article listing his Luke NBA All-Stars and enlisted you as one of the nine players. Um, so I, obviously out of Houston, you know, there was a lot of questions around your career one night and you were able to kind of revive that with the magic. When you see the articles come out and, and your name attached to it, does that does that really give you validation at all or is it something that you kind of expect? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... It, not that I expected, but I think I know, you know, kind of what I bring to the table and I, what I bring to teams. Um, I, I've been pretty confident in that. Um, and as everybody should be, you know, like if you, if you believe in yourself as a basketball player, you know what you bring to the floor. But it's definitely nice to, you know, have that sorry, have that uh, validation. You know, I think, you know, it's always good. You know, I, I get, you know, I'm happy about it. I know for, for my family's happy about it because they know how hard I work the time that I put in so um it's definitely you know good to be recognized in, in, in a positive light yeah I think one of the qualities that Magic fans look at when they talk about you um is your aggression your never quit attitude that ability to you know kind of always fight your way back into a play even though it may seem like you know it's over um and you've been yeah. in a few scuffles got a few bloody noses through that um, where does that come from? Where does that aggression and, and, and desire to just be a killer on the court, a monster, where does that come from? Um, 
you know, I, I think it's it's something that I've always tried to do is, is, you know, doing the little things out there. And, you know, I think with my, you know, with my role being what it is on this team, I'm able to excel in that. You know, I'm able to focus on, you know, kind of just the little things. And if the big things come, they come. You know, if I get 20 one night, then cool, I get 20 one night. But I'm not going out there with, you know, the mindset of, you know, maybe, you know, one of some of the primary scorers on a team, you know, whether it's Evan, whether it's AG, you know, whether it's T. Ross, you know, those guys aren't going in the game. Like, my job is to provide points, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I don't have to do that. You know, I, I love to, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. Um, but, you know, I kind of go in the game like, all right, let me, let me take care of the little thing. Let me make sure everybody's, you know, in my group is back on defense. You know, make sure we're not giving up offensive rebounds. You know, make sure, you know, everybody's in the right defensive, you know, positions. And I think uh, I'm able to do that because, you know, I, I, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at and it comes natural to me. And so I just go into the game with that mindset. And, I, and I've always played hard. You know, something that I don't, I don't really know how to play, you know, anywhere, anywhere else. My teammates say, like, I'm not, like, bleeding on the floor or something and something, something's wrong or whatever. You know, I always – I've had, a, you know, I've had a few injuries because of it. But, you know, I think, you know, it's always – it's just me, who I am. And, um, you know, I, I love it that, that I'm able to bring that to Orlando. Um, so, yeah. Man, you sound like the perfect uh, Coach Clifford player. <laughs> but I got to ask you, uh, MCW, so one thing that the Magic asked of you over the summer was to put on some weight. They wanted you to play a little bit more of the wing position. I mean, you've done an amazing job shifting from a point guard and playmaker to now guarding the wing and playing that two and three spot. For you personally, how has that transition been? Are you enjoying the transition? Um, and what do you ambition yourself doing going forward? Are you more of a wing player now than a guard or do you see yourself kind of doing it all still um no I, I see myself you know being able to play either position you know i think it's great that you know i can go out there and i can guard um you know the, the one two and three and i think uh what took me a while was to get used to you know used to it offensively um you know i was used to you know kind of having a ball in my hands creating for other guys and um now that i that i'm on the wing it is a little different it took me a little while to get used to it but um you know i, I love i love it you know i love playing the wing um i love being playing point guard too so you know either either one is is, up, is fine with me what, what i love most about your game individually is that it's kind of a a reflection of the the old hard and hustle ways of of back in the day and and the terminology of hard and hustle has stuck with the magic for so long and and it did honestly feel like we lost that a little bit through the years post post Dwight and and to be able to see a player like you go out there and and really um embody the the 2020 type of basketball where we are kind of turning into it being positionless and you doing all the little things that really make such a huge impact on the team as a fan I I can honestly say that I appreciate it the most um now in, in terms of because obviously a big part of the game is also the relationship that you have with your teammates who would you say you're the most closest to on the roster Oh man, that's a tough one to be honest. Um, I don't know, man. I got I got different relationships with with everybody on the team. I think that you know I've known Kem since I was like ninth, ninth, tenth grade. So yeah, I've known Kem for a while. Um, but I, you know, I'm I'm real close with Markel. You know, we relate to each other in a lot of different ways. We spend a lot of time with each other, we hang out, whatever. Um, you know, I go to the dinner with Evan and Hooch all the time. I hang out with DJ all the time. I go kick it with HGT Raw. So, you know, I, I, you know, no one specifically who I, 
HBCUs I'm real close to. Uh, or I'm, I'm real close to all of them, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't have a, a best a best friend on the team. Like when I was in Milwaukee, you know, me and Giannis, uh, we were, you know, we were best friends. We're still, you know, best friends to this day, but if I was on the team, you asked me, it would be him. But this team, I really, I'm close with everyone. That's good to see. I think it's important to build that kind of camaraderie and everybody joining and sharing yeah. uh it helps it definitely helps the the flow on the court too yeah. um so i do have to ask because i know i know you're a ufc fan um and i saw you on ariel helwani one time there was the clip for i think it was um connor versus cowboy and you were on there making your pick what do you what are you thinking about the present situation is it crazy um they're trying to make the justin gaethje tony ferguson fight happen what is yeah, what they are actually, your actually yeah they, they made it it's it's gonna be May 9th. Yeah. Him and Tony are fighting May 9th. I, it's gonna be t- it's gonna be, I honestly predict one of the best UFC fights ever. It's like I, the I perfect matchup of like two guys that like are gonna go at each other like no matter like they're gonna know neither of them is gonna go backwards. So it's like two guys that always go forward, banging it out. Like so we'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know what can happen. Tony's Tony's great, and Justin he can he can knock you out. So I don't know. Yeah, I think the the craziest thing is Justin goes into it with that thought of like either you're gonna get knocked out or I'm gonna get knocked out, but it's not going the full distance. Yeah. If you had to pick, who would you who would you say wins that fight? I would say Tony. Uh, I think he's just a little more skilled. Um, I, I think he's man i don't know man. It's tough. i would have to go with tony just because i think he's the, he's the intern champ he's beaten you know better guys we've seen we've seen justin get finished before we've never seen tony get finished before um but he has been knocked down a bunch so i don't know yeah he gets he gets hit a lot that's crazy it is going to be a good fight i can't pick either but i'm i'm excited for it yeah the whole card is insane yeah francis and ganu rosenstrike that's going to be yeah. crazy and then, and then um Jeremy Stevens and um, Calvin Cater. Cater. Just got, yeah. yeah, Calvin Cater. He's actually from uh, he's from Boston too. Calvin yeah. Cater. I talk to him all the time. He's from yeah. That, that's gonna be a good one. That's crazy. That's, Saudo, that's Saudo and uh, Dominic Cruz. That's gonna yeah. be interesting. That's gonna be interesting. I'm kind of hoping. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping Saudo loses, but we'll we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm not a big Saudo fan <laughs> either. He's just, uh, <laughs> Cruz is my guy, so I will be. All right, MCW. So to wrap up the, the interview here, we like to play a little game we call In the Ozone. Uh, so we're going to ask some rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, so let's go with the first one. <clears throat> All-time favorite movie? That's a hard one. All-time favorite movie? Wow, remember the Titans. Okay, in a in a movie, um, who would portray MCW? Um, I'll go with Will Smith. It's a good choice. Game day routines, game day rituals. Um, I don't have anything crazy. Um, I usually get a good meal and get a nap. Um, I like to lift a little bit before the game and um, say a prayer and get ready to go. Awesome. And now you've been with the Magic for about a year and a half now. In that time, what has been your favorite memory with the team, your favorite moment with the team so far? Favorite moment? Um Probably either beating Charlotte last year or winning in Boston last year. I, you know, those are two big for me. So I used to play in Charlotte, so you know, it was 
street, you know, beating them. And then I'm from Boston, so being at home, you know, winning to go to the playoffs, you know, to kind of clinch that spot was uh, something I won't forget. Yeah, do you know why I didn't make the connection? But that's true. That's like that's a perfect way for you again, being from Boston and Massachusetts, making right, the right, playoffs. Yeah. And it was good. I know, I know, I know. Coach Cliff wants to be. I was like, there's no way we're losing this game. I was doing anything, anything. That game in Charlotte was a it was a big time game yeah, too. Because they needed to win too. They needed to win to go to the playoffs. Absolutely. Brooklyn to lose. Brooklyn ended up winning. And it's funny. I remember that game before watching it um, because I, that was our only national televised game. And beforehand, it was Stan Van Gundy talking to um, – I can't remember who else, but Stan Van Gundy was the only one that was sticking to the match and talking positive about us. And they're like, nah, I can't. I see the Charlotte winning. And then the outcome of the game was just insane Yeah, from beginning yeah. to end. So it was yeah. definitely an awesome outcome. Yeah, that was the two great moments. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that, that wraps up this episode of the Ozone Podcast. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams, I appreciate you joining us and being on the show. Thank you so much, and that's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Be sure to visit our website, theozonepod.com. And remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.